Good Vochra Boisai! Oi, where's my tie? The Seder. There's four sponsors today. Happy birthday, Shlomo Ben Zaken, from Harold and Brenda Levinson, in appreciation for all you do for us. And by Fischl, Rufo Shlomo, from Brian Basienta Devora, the matriarch of our family. And Michal Kaplan, Lilu Nishmas, my grandfather, Rabbi Yisrael, Moshe Ben Reborg, from Brisk, Teretz Yisrael, to South Africa, who dedicated his life to, Klau, to the cloud. And by the MDY family, the Rufur Shlema of Yisrael, Shlema Leo Ben Batya, Shlomo Miller, who's having a procedure today, Friday. He should have a Rufur Shlema, that's what we We're good to go. It's Motzi Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, here in Chicago. And uh, we're still flying high. My son, the Bukhar, is, uh, is a chassan to an unbelievable girl. Really, a great, great girl. Um... The shidduch was done by Noam Fix, the famous Noam Fix. So I have a tremendous akaris to him. Uh, her mishpacha is from Borough Park, and they uh, they drove in. Some of them, the mother had to drive because she just had surgery. So the father, mother just drove in. I didn't meet them yet because I have to give shear right now. But as soon as the shear is over, I will go out and meet them. As happened to me. On many occasions, many, I want to say four or five times in my life where I was trying to sell a piece of real estate to make a nice profit and it wasn't going. It didn't go for months upon months. This happened to me at least four times, maybe five times. And finally, I was able to go under contract on a property and I was besimcha gdoyla. And that day, I was able to go under contract on another property. Sell two properties in one day. It's not like I sell property every day, but you go for months and nothing's happening and all of a sudden, boom. And then, for whatever reason, I don't know how it is, it's something in my life, it goes in doubles. So today, we are flying high. I'm flying high on this, on this simcha. There's another simcha. A simcha that's more related to the daf, and that is, today is the 500th shear in a row. Almost 500 days of going day after day, Yom Kippur, Tisha B'Av, the whole thing, 500 days. It's, it's too hard for me to comprehend. I'm humbled by it. I know it's a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it has everything to do with the Chevra, with the, with the people that we have involved. It's a special, it's a matana. It's a gift not to be sick. I don't want to open my mouth, but not to be sick, not to be distressed. Or wake up late, which has happened to me hundreds of times during my life. I woke up late once, but I was able to make it to sheer in time to miss. Today, today, I missed, I didn't even set an alarm. I went to sleep so late, I figured I'm going to get up when my wife gets up. And I woke up and if it was an energy stroll, I would have missed the sheer completely. So to have the Seattle Shemaya to not miss a sheer 500 days straight. And again, there are people that could do it easily. With their personality, not my personality. My personality, I have a very inconsistent personality, a very ADD personality, a very entrepreneurial starter personality, not a finisher. And, and to be here 500 days is for me an a, a unbelievable nace. Just a nace. And I, I'm humbled. I, I feel like, um, like, like I, I see Akash Baruch Hu right in front of me. It's a nace nigla for me. And it could be, it's a chizuk for anybody that struggles with these things that I struggle, that 
If Eli Stefanski, who has these personality problems, could do it, then anybody could do it. And uh, Bezer Hashem, we go weiter. So David, who's Mr. Anonymous, you'll never see him on Zoom. He's a, more of a YouTube guy, and I'm sure he's on right now. He put this together, and it says on the bottom here, it says like this. Consecutive days not giving shear. Rav Menachem Mateh, 500 days that he's not given this year. And Rav Noam Fix, 574 days where he is not giving shear. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable because I used to fly all the time to America. I would fly probably once a month. And very easily, I'll just give it over. Here, Noam, you give shear. And in those days, it was, you know, we had 30 people on Zoom or uh, on, on YouTube watching live, maybe. Not even, I don't know. It was like, you know, 40 people in the room. So it wasn't a big deal. And today with technology, we didn't even know about Zoom then. So today with technology that I could travel and be in Chicago and talk to you, it's unbelievable. It's Mamash Chesed Hashem. So it should be a chizuk for anybody else out there that says, I can't do it, it's too much of a commitment, it's this, it's that. It's very doable. Um, one email here from Hanan Ashendorf. So first of all, I want to thank everybody. I got a crazy amount of emails. Crazy. Uh, I want to say five times the usual maybe. Usually I get like maybe 10, 15 a day. You're talking about 60, 70, and I'm going through them. I'm just, most of them are just Mazel Tov, Tiske, Livnes, Bayes. Some of them have longer things. But Yishkoyach, I'm going to go through every single one, Bezer Hashem. I just wanted to thank you for all that you do for me. From Hanan Ashendorf. After going to the Siyam Shas this past cycle, I was inspired to try Daf Yoimi out. First, first, the first two Masechtas, I was searching for a shir that I could listen to and really get into. My father-in-law introduced me to you, and I was opened up to a whole new world of learning. Not only does your shir help me understand the daf with clarity through your explanations and charts, but I truly feel like I am part of a yeshiva again. Oh, it's a new part of a yeshiva. You see, every email has a little bit of a different twist. He's part of the yeshiva, which is something I've been lacking. Although I just watch Yeshua online after they are recorded, I feel like I know so many of the MDY family through the emails, the call-outs during shir, and just bumping into others learning the daf with you. I can't wait to meet you in person in New York at the Siyum. Thank you for all the hard work you do for us, your Talmud, Hanan. So I asked the question yesterday, how am I going to, it was Meadowbrook, what was it they said, that they're going to meet me at the Siyum? And I'm like, how do I know? So I got a whole email today from them. So you're going to know who we are just by who we are. So I guess I'm going to know who Hanan is just by Hanan. Be'ezer Hashem, looking very much forward. Somebody remind me to get tickets to New York after Shear. I'm not kidding. We have to get tickets. Zok the Gemara. So we are holding on Daf Kufiotes on the top, three lines down. And at the end of the post that we had yesterday, it says, Lemechase Osik, covering the, the antiques. What does that mean? My Lemechase Osik. Is the, the, the one, the, the before days even happened. In other words, we're talking about Baruch Hu, ancient days. Baruch Hu, the one who covers the things that Baruch Hu covered, Umay Ninu Sisri Taira. There are hidden parts of the Taira. 
that Kosh Baruch Hu doesn't want revealed, or he does want revealed. The reasoning of the Torah, Kosh Baruch Hu does want that we should reveal. So some things are revealed, some things are not revealed. And that's what the Pazik is referring to. Omar Av Kahana Mishum Rabbi Shmuel Berbiyoisi Maitich Sivlam Natsach Mizmul David, as we explained, the Marsha says beautifully, why does it say two different Lashoinas, Lam Natsach and Mizmar? Zamr You should give a Zemer to the, per, to the one that we beat. And he's not only that we beat him, but he's also happy. If you beat a king, He's going to be very sad. Nobody wants to be defeated. is the reverse. When you beat him, similar, let's say, to a father losing a game of basketball to his son, a game of chess, he feels good. He's beat by his son. So, what everybody asks is that with the story of Bathsheba, David HaMelech tells HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you know, I could have beat you. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, David HaMelech said that he could be oymen in all Nesiyonis. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, okay, let me give you an Nesiyonis. And David HaMelech failed with Bathsheba. So David HaMelech tells HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you know, I really could have beat you. I could have not failed if I wanted to, but I didn't want people to say that I beat HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But if it's true that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is happy when we beat him, so what was, it, what was David HaMelech saying? So this is different answers. Ayin Chum, maybe that's Gufa, the, the, what David HaMelech was nichshalin. Different answers. Omer Avkahana Meshum Rebbe Shmuel Berb Yaisi. Omer Avkahana Meshum Rebbe Shmuel Berb Yudin Siyah. Maidich Siv. V'yidei Odom Mitachas Kanfeim. We're holding like seven lines from where it becomes wide. V'yidei Odom Mitachas Kanfeim. Now it's very interesting, if you look in the Pasuk, which I did, it says V'yodoi, with a Vav. But it's a Kriyak Siv, and we read it V'yodoi, plural, the hands. And the hands of man are under the wings. Their wings. Yodoi Siv. So why does it say Yodoi? Z'yodoi shal Baruch That's the right hand of HaKosh Baruch so to speak. The Yad HaYemin, Rachamim, Shepruzo, Tachas Kanfei Achayois, which is underneath the wings of the Chayes, Kedel Kabbal, Bali Tshuva, Miyad, Midas Hadin. Kosh Baruch is there to catch them if they do Tshuva. Which is interesting, because Tshuva is before the world even existed, HaKosh Baruch created Tshuva. So why does he have to institute another thing of Tshuva? Okay, Ayin Sham. Amar Av Yudam Shmuel. Kol Kesef Vezav Shabayilam, Yosef Liktoi Vevilim Mitzrayim. Yosef at Tzadik was able to gather all the gold and silver of the world. He gathered all the money, all the silver of the world. Maybe it's only those two nations, Mitzrayim and Canaan. How do you know it's the entire world? That all the nations came to Mitzrayim and Mimele had all their money. Now what's going on here? So the Zayar says that Yosef Atzadik wanted to be Mekayim, the, the future of and how are they going to be mekayimit by him hoarding all the money and being able to go with all that money? And when Klai Yisrael left Mitzrayim, they brought all the wealth with them. They took advantage of Mitzrayim. 
ואז יאמר, עשו כמצודו זו שאין בו דוגון. So he takes the word ויינצלו, and he puts a dalet instead of a tzaddik, or instead of a lamed, I should say, ויינצדו. ויינצדו, it's a lotion of a מצודו, of a trap. Imagine a trap that doesn't have a bait. It wouldn't catch anything. So Mitzrayim was like a trap without bait. In other words, they had zero money left. Rabbi Imagine if you go down deep, you know where we mentioned the Titanic. You go two miles below the surface of the ocean, you're not going to find any fish there. I mean, scientists already found there's some creatures there, but fish usually are way, they're much closer to the surface of the ocean. Down there, very, very sparse. Maybe there's a little bit going on, so maybe Mitzrayim had a little bit, but they didn't have anything left. So, Klai Yisrael had all this wealth, all these, all these Oitzrois, and it lasted until Rechavam. Comes the king of Mitzrayim and takes it all from Rechavam. What's very interesting is, and the Rishbam points out, what's going on here? It bothered me when I was reading this. What are they? They had no Seichel? So let's say we have a billion dollars worth of jewels. So I'm going to put it all in one box so that whatever king comes, Sheshach comes and takes my whole box and goes away. And then and, a and, and hundred years later, some other guy comes and takes that box away. Wouldn't I spread it throughout the entire land of Eretz Yisrael and put one jewel here, one jewel here? And the answer is, says the Rajbam, the way war worked, and it was very interesting. When you went to war, you brought everything with you. You know why? To motivate you. If you know that you have a billion dollars of cash right here, and if you don't win, the enemy is going to take it all, you fight that much harder. That was the minig in those days. They would bring all their money to the battlefield, and whoever won took it all. So that's why, Boshishak Melech Mitzrayim Unetoli Merachma. Shenem Avei Beshon Achamishin Lamelech Rechavom, Ola Shishak Melech Mitzrayim Al Yerushalayim. He took everything. And the king of Kush came and took of him Shishak. Also was a Jewish king, Melech Yehuda. He was good. The Torah says he was good. And he took it back. So went back to the Jews. And he sent it to Hadrimon to, to encourage him. So then came Amon. They took it. When I was reading this, I was thinking to myself, this is the idea of materialism. Materialism doesn't go with you into the grave. Materialism just goes, it goes from Shishak to this one, to that one, up, down. It's nothing. It goes, it just transfers. It's literally nothing. One day you're a billionaire, the next day Shishak comes and takes it away from you. Then the other Amon comes and takes it from them. I was talking to Dr. Epstein, who's not on now. I hope he doesn't kill me for saying this. And he was telling me, he just lost his wife, Rita, right? We all went through the parasha with him. He lost his wife. He lives two, two floors below me, directly below me on the second floor. And he told me, very, very sad. He has a house here in Chicago. And he has an apartment right below me. And he spent half a year there, half a year there. He only has one daughter, Avi Kamiansky's wife. 
And he said, I'm, I'm never going back to Chicago. I'm not going back to Chicago. I'm staying now in Israel. And I have all these possessions. I have a beautiful house in Chicago, which he does. And he has a beautiful kitchen. His wife used to love cooking, so they did a whole chef kitchen. And he has all these things, the piano and the furniture and the, and the art and the this. And he said, Ellie, I realize I have nothing. It's nothing to me. I, I'm just going to go to Chicago and give it away and sell it. I, I have nothing. I'm not taking it with me. That's material possessions. And he's alive and he's, he's feeling it. He, has, he can't bring his break from because it doesn't fit in his apartment in Eretz Yisrael. There's nothing for him to do with any of the stuff. It's just stuff that just goes from here and it goes there and you don't bring it to the caver with you. You have nothing left. You're working for all the stuff and at the end of the day, zero. And somewhere in, in this whole thing, Achashverish got a hold of all this money, and that's how he bought his melucha. Unreal. The Romans came and and finally, where is it? You should know, it's in the Vatican somewhere, it's underground. That's where all these possessions, these materialistic possessions are. Lamaisa, nobody benefited from it, nobody did anything with it, and that's it. The Ben Yoyada says that you, you take all the money that came into Mitzrayim and you divide it in three ways. Money that was gained by and what else does he say money that was just from gezel from stealing which is less of a madrego of Zara. and finally money that was gained properly betzitkos from the the tzadiki umisailo and yezad tzadik went and he put all the, the money in three categories he he saw baruch hakodesh this is treif chazer this is avedizara money this is gezel money. This is good money. This is kosher money. And based on that, the Ben Yehuda says, that's why it says, Achas nizgalu lekoyrach. Koyrach got one. Guess, guess which one he got? The one that went with Koyrach into the ground and nothing remained. Va'achas nizgalu l'antoininus ben avsirus. Asvirus. This is the famous Antoininus who was best friends with Rebbe, Rabbeinu HaKadosh, the author of the Mishnah. And the Gemara the Zara tells us an incredible story, we're not going to go into the whole thing, but basically, Antoninus the king had a tunnel that went from his palace to Rebbe's house. And every day, he would take two guards with him, and as he reached Rebbe's house, he'd go outside, shecht one, leave him there, and the, the, but he needed somebody to bring him back home, so when he got back home, he would kill the second one. And finally, the Gemara tells us about Rebbe Hanina Bar Chama, was sitting there, and Antinus tells Rebbe, I told you, you're not allowed to have anybody there. Nobody's allowed to know that I come to learn with you. And he says, this guy is not human. And a whole story where Reb Hanina was Mechaye Mesim, the, 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 the guard that he killed. But the point of the story is that Antoninus was very, very close to Rebbe. The Gemara always says, a number of times in Shas, that Rebbe and Antoninus were so wealthy, they always had radish on their table. Just to describe how wealthy in those days, all seasons, even in the winter, even in the summer, they always had radish. But anyway... So this is Antoninus ben Asvirus. So he had one of the, a third of all the money. So Kairach got Abedizara money. What happened to Abedizara money? It went into the ground with Kairach. 
You know, in, in, in Yiddish they say, or I've heard it, rich like Kairach. Because Kairach had one-third of all the Mitzrim's money, as the Gemara is going to describe soon. Says the Gemara, and one-third is going to go to the Tzaddikim, whatever that means. Why did Tzaddikim need money, lost love, whatever that means. Oisha shamar of the The wealth is saved for its owner, not for his good, it's not for him. Because Kairach was so wealthy, it went to his head, and he thought he could do battle with Moshe Rabbeinu. He was hoarding all this money, and hoarding that money messed him up. The money of a person lifts him up. Kairach had so much money, that it was 300 white donkeys, just the keys, not the wealth of Kairach, the keys to get into the safes weighed 300 donkeys. Now we know, and the Rishban points out, all through Shas, 300 is a lotion of exaggeration, sometimes the Gemara uses 400, sometimes it's 300, it means he had many, many keys to his vaults that had all this money. Bukulu, Aklide, Uklipe, the Gilda, just to say how much it was, it was all in leather, it wasn't even metal, that's how light it was, and nevertheless it still took up 300 donkeys. The Yash, Adish, Kishdach, Mudach, Siman. These are the names of the people we're going to be talking about. It's amazing. I know I'm not going to be able to do this, but if somebody has the strength to put it in the Siddur, when we read Halal next time, next week, when Mashiach comes, we're definitely going to have to read it. Look at these Psukim. So the story of Dabra Melech, the famous story, Dabra Melech is the typical classic case of Tachtoinim Lemalo Elyonim Lemato, that nobody believed that Dabra Melech, the lowly Dabra Melech, the shepherd, the loser, so to speak, of all the brothers, he's going to be the Melech. So when Shmuel Anavi came to Yishai, and think about who Yishai was. Yishai was one of the only people that never sinned. And he told Yishai, your son is going to be the king of Klai Yisrael, and he brings out seven out of the eight. And he says, these guys, no, 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 none of these. What? That guy, David? He couldn't believe it. Nobody could believe it. So, I want to praise you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because you answered me. I was the, the Shvacha one. I was the loser, so to speak. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered me, not my Choshev brothers, the G'dayle Adar, but me. Omar David. That David HaMelech himself said. Even Mo'asu Haboinim, the stone that was despised by the builders. In other words, the stone, David HaMelech, who was despised by his brothers. Who said that, Pasuk? Evan Ma'asu He, that stone that was despised, became the, the cornerstone. Omar Yishai. That Yishai said about his son David. Me'is Hashem Zois. So imagine saying, imagine saying Halal now, with a whole different understanding. You have to say it twice, you have to say it quicker. Now it's a whole different understanding. This Pasuk David HaMelech said. This Pasuk Yishai said. This Pasuk the brother said. This Pasuk Shmuel said. 
They're all part of the story. They're all standing there and they cannot believe their eyes. That David HaMelech, the redhead, David HaMelech, the, the short one, the, the, the Shvacha one, king of Klai Yisrael. Meis Hashem This must be from a Baruch himself. This doesn't make any sense. Omru Echov, the brother said. This was in a vua by Shmuel that in the future you're going to see that David HaMelech is going to be that the, the king that everybody's going to be so happy with him. I was thinking like on one of the questions they ask on meaningful people and Bezer Hashem, they're going to ask me like, if you only had an hour to meet anybody from the past, who would it be? It's a great question. I like to ask my guests this question. Who would it be? I got the weirdest, somebody even said Hitler. Okay, forget these things. I'm thinking to myself, probably David HaMelech. For me, David HaMelech. But I have another one I want to say. It's going to be a surprise. But there, there are many. I mean, it's, you, you can't... Avram Avinu, Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, you know, if you're Lubavitch, the Lubavitch Rebbe, whoever it is. But David HaMelech is, is, is one of the most favorite. From so, so many people said David HaMelech. The one that sings Takash Baruch Hu and, 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 and he composed Tehillim and he was, he was, he was the low of the low and he made it all the way to king and he was near death and Shaul chased him and wanted to kill him and his own son wanted to kill him. Avshalom. Unbelievable story. Ono Hashem. So, so Shmuel Anovi is saying on the Asid, this David HaMelech, this David, this young David, he, Kleisro is going to love him. That you should, you should save us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through David. It's a whole new meaning to, to, to Halal now. Not that we're saying, But it, the brothers of David said this pasuk. Who said that? Omar David. Please Hashem, now that I am king, make it a success. Baruch Hashem, Omar Yishai. Yishai said, Baruch Abba, to Shmuel HaNavu, he's coming to, to give a great psura. Birachnu chem, mebeis Hashem, Omar Shmuel. Eil Hashem, vayar lanu, you should, should make it light. Omru kulam, they all said together. Isru chag ba'avoysim, let's make a big party. It's a lotion of, avoysim is cords, like, tied down with the isru chag ba'avoysim, all the karbonos, the shlamim and the karbonos that we're going to be mezabeach now, and sprinkle the blood on the, on the, on the mezabeach. Omar Shmuel. Keili Atavoideka, you are our Hashem and we have to praise you. Omar David. Elokai Aramemeka will lift you up. Omru Kulam. So this is referring to that, as we're going to see on Amud Beis, the David Melech got the opportunity to make Zimon. Rabbi Sainav Arech. He was the king. He was the, you have to give it to the king. So they all answered, Eloikai, Arimecha, Arimecha, Arimecha. Says the Gemara, it's not awesome. Makoim Shinoagu Lichpal, we're turning to that Kufiyu Tesamut Beis. Lichpal, Yichpal. If you repeat the entire halal, so if that's your minog, that's what you should do. Repeat the whole halal. We just turned to that Tamut Beis, sponsored by Ellie Dykeman. The official, what is it called? The, not monitor, the host. The official host today. On Zoom, Yishkoyach Cheli. Baruch for all the MDY team in their everyday lives, for all the hard ways they do. 
sponsor for Fuhr Shleim for Ochel Yisrael, especially from our MDY family. Levarech Achrov Yevarech. That's what we do today. You say a bracha afterwards, Yalalucha, and you say the bracha. Hakol Kiminagamadino. Omra Abayo, Lishon Rala Achrov, Avalafonov, Mitzvah Levarech. To say the bracha before Hal, it's a mitzvah. Domer Rav Yudom Shmuel, Kola Mitzvah is Mevarech Aleim, Oiver Lasiyosim. It's always a very funny Lashon, Oiver. It should really say Kaidim Lasiyosim. All mitzvahs, right? For instance, here's a famous one. Well, we all know when you put on tefillin. So before you tie the knot of your tefillin, you put the tefillin on your hand, but before you pull down, you're supposed to make the bracha. Why? Oiver Lasiyosim. Before you make the mitzvah. Another famous one is when you wash your hands, al you make al before you wipe your hands. You sh- they shouldn't be dry. You, you, don't, you don't touch the towel or you don't wash. Then you wipe your hands. Why? Before the mitzvah happens. Where did you get this idea that the word over means before? So this is brought down a number of times in Shas, but even in our Masechta we had this exact Lashon of Zayinam and Beis is when Avshalom died and they wanted to tell the King David, talking about David Amelech, that his son died. Now it was very sensitive because it was bittersweet. He's his enemy, but it's his son. What's going? So the Gemara, what an interesting share today. You see the lashon of Avar, it means he came before. So again, but with David, he came before, he beat the Kushi. He wanted to tell David in a nice way. Okay. Again, a lashon of being first. Tanya, Rebbe Koifel Badvarim. So Rebbe would say, the, the words from Baruch HaBab Hashem, we say twice, that's what we do today. That's where Rebbe was kaifal. Now why? The Rajbam explains. These are the, the psukim that David, we just read, David, Shmuel, these are chashev psukim for us. So that's why we say them twice. He would add a little bit, my And that's what we do today as well. We say, twice, twice, etc. So I have a printout. This pasuk, if you see the pasuk, now question number one is we're already talking about this child, Yitzchok. So why does it say Hayeled? And this word, and he it was weaned off, it says all the way at the end. So, Vayigomal is extra. So, for that, the Gemara says, Vayigomal, Vayigomal, we learn this idea of weaning off. Very interesting story. is going to give. The Koishal Bracha to the greatest person. Avram Avinu, here, go, you do Zimon. He says, I cannot. I have a problem. I have Yishmol. So they say it's a problem with the Brismila 
whatever the problem was. Because when you bench, we talk about a bris, an issue over there. But the point is, I had Yishmael, I can't. Okay, fine. I, I accept. Let's go to the next one in line. How about you, Yitzchak? I can't. Esav. What about you, Yaakov? What about you, I did something that the Torah says you can't do. Now, a very, very important Yisoyed in Yiddishkeit is that before Matan Torah, you can make a cheshven. You make a cheshven. I'm going to do this and this Avera because it's better for me to do Savera. It's going to be a Kiddush Hashem if I do this Avera. But after Matan Torah, there's no cheshvenus anymore. Zero cheshvenus. When a Hu says you do something, you do it. You don't ask questions and you don't have tirutzim. You don't say, oh, Hashem would like me to do this and this and that. No. This is what you do. There's a famous marshal that a king once told one of his, his main guys, he says, you're going to go to that country? Yeah. He says, okay, I'll let you go on one condition. That no matter what, it doesn't matter what, you don't take off your coat. So the guy says, deal. So the guy goes to the other country, and as soon as he walks in, they say, listen, take off your coat. He says, absolutely not. He says, what do you mean not? I'll give you a thousand dollars. No. $100,000, no. A half a million dollars, Meshuggah, no. Five million dollars. Five million dollars, the guy says, oh, for five million dollars, the king would be very happy. That's a great deal. I'm going to give it all to the king. Five million dollars, and he takes off his coat. So he comes back to the king, and he says, ah. So the king says, Shaita, what do you mean you give me five million dollars? I made a bet with that king that you're not going to take off your coat even if you offer him $50 million. So I just lost $45 million. The point is, we don't make cheshbonus. You think you know better, and if I do this and this and that, Hashem would be happy with me. No, Hashem will not be happy with you. There's no cheshbonus. But in the t- before Matt and Torah, they were allowed to make a cheshbon. Yaakov Avinu made some sort of cheshbon that it's, he has to marry to, for the shvatim, for whatever reason, he's marrying two sisters. Now there weren't the sisters, there were... Fine. Yeah, different cheshbonus. But we don't make cheshbonus. Okay, so next in line, Moshe I can't. Unbelievable. Why? Because I never went in the territory You bench. I'm not benching. I don't have a, I don't have a son. How come Yeshua didn't have a son? Because he was mevatel pru removed from Klai Yisrael for one night. So he didn't have a son. And how do we know he didn't have a son? The Chsiv Yeshua Benun. And there's a Pasuk. This is the whole Pasuk Rabbi Isai. Nun Benoi, Yeshua Benoi. And that's the end of that. In Divrei Ayamim, when it tells us the generations, it says, so his son was Nun, and Nun's son was Yeshua. And it stops. Why does it stop? You know why? Because Yeshua never had a son. Yeshua had daughters. So Mela, he didn't want a bench. David, and now he finally gets to David. Now David wasn't as great as the ones mentioned before him, but he's next in line. And he said, Toilo Barech, I want you to bench. I'm a king, I'm gonna bench. And it makes a lot of sense for me to bench. I'm gonna lift up the cup and I'm gonna call out in Hashem's name. And he benched. Says the Mishnah, So we're very, very familiar with this line. What does it mean? 
you cannot be mafter. Once you say, once you have the carbon pesach, once you eat the carbon pesach, Bezer Hashem next week, we're going to have the carbon pesach. Once you have the carbon pesach, there's nothing after the carbon pesach. There's no mafter. Now, what does it mean? There shouldn't be an afikoyman after the pesach. My afikoyman. So the Gemara says that the word afikoyman could be apik menaichu, take out your vessels, or apik mine. It means like more like a dessert. So the first pshat the Gemara says, Omarav akru Don't move your stuff. In other words, don't eat. After you're finished eating the carbon Pesach, at the end of the meal, you're not supposed to eat anything else in somebody else's house. You don't go to your friend's house and sit down and have uh, a bunch of uh, candy, whatever it is. Why? Because since we're passing, like, or we're talking about, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that you're not allowed to eat the carbon Pesach in two different places. So we're concerned that if you go to your friend's house and you're gonna, he's going to give you some dessert or whatever, not dessert, I don't want to say the word dessert, not to be confused. He's going to give you a piece of steak and then you're going to eat more carbon Pesach by him, and you're not supposed to eat carbon Pesach in two different places. And this is what we're familiar with. Dessert. Literally dessert. You shouldn't have dessert after you eat the carbon Pesach. Or like mushrooms that I like to eat as dessert. Who's Abba? Abba is Rav. Sometimes he's called Abba Arichna, the, the tall Abba. But the point is, his name it was a Lush and Kavad, like the Rajbam says, like you call Rebbe Rabbeinu. So you call, in, in Babel, they called him Ra, Abba. Abba. It was a lotion of COVID. But anyways, Abba or Rab would eat small chicks, a little bird, as his dessert. This is what we do, sort of, like real dessert. Dates. Some pizuchim. Okay. That what? The idea is that you shouldn't have any flavor on your tongue other than the, the, the carbon Pesach. That should be the last flavor in your mouth. And by you putting in dessert, you take some ice cream, you're washing away the flavor of the carbon Pesach, and that's the problem. A maftir Pesach, they're not arguing, they're just saying, he used to eat mushrooms, he used to eat a bird, and they used to eat klois ve'egoizim, but here you have a bride that says mafurish, so in our days, our days, last year, not this year of course, because this year we're going to have the current Pesach. But last year, when we didn't have a current Pesach, what do we do instead of current Pesach? We ate matzah. So you're not allowed to eat after the matzah. So it's a little confusing because the matzah that we eat at the end, we call afikoyman. And you're not supposed to have afikoyman after afikoyman. You understand what's going on here? The point is, you're not allowed to have dessert. Call it whatever you want. You want to call it afikoyim, great. We call the final matzah, we call afikoyim, so it's co- confusing. Because you, you can't have afikoyim after you have afikoyim. The point is that once you have the matzah, the final matzah, the seder, you cannot have anything else afterwards. Now what's very interesting, very, is that both Rashi and the Rishbam right here on the spot, if you look seven lines from the bottom, Rashi says, Let's see it inside. Seven lines from the bottom. You must eat matzah when the meal is over. This is in commemoration of the, the, the matzah that they used to eat together with the current Pesach. Together, a sandwich. 
Says the Rishbam. You hear what's going on here? There's a chayva. There's a chayv to eat the matzah at the end of the seder. This is mind-boggling. This, this nobody would realize. What's the mitzvah of matzah at the, at the seder? When we say Hashem Yisrael says of tzivanu, alachilas matzah, right? Wrong. The Rishbam says that is not the mitzvah. That's not the chayv when we eat the matzah in the beginning of the seder. The mitzvah of matzah, according to Rishbam and Rashi, and Rashi, is the mitzvah of achilas matzah at the end end of the seder. Go weiter. So you're going to ask a question. But you just said achilas matzah. You said it two hours ago. Isn't that the mitzvah then? No. Then there's no mitzvah. We had a very similar thing by Mar that you make a bracha on karpas. You make all the brachas then in the beginning on the potato. And only afterwards you eat the, the Marah. How are you going to... And the Gemara asked over there, if you, you stuffed your, your, your face with, with potatoes, how are you going to use that same bracha for the Marah? You make the bracha in the beginning. And... So the same thing. So therefore, you're not allowed to eat anything after the final matzah, which according to Rishbam, that is the mitzvah. Matzah is manazemayri. That's the matzah in our days. The like a pesach bado. We don't have a korban pesach. We use pesach. Fine. Bottom line is that the lahalacha. Uh, it says the maril. I think says. The Shukhnar brings down that you should eat two kezesim on Lel Seder all the way at the end. One, Zecher for Karim Pesach, and one for the Chiyov of Matzah. Interesting. So we got to remember these things. I don't know if I ever knew that, according to a lot of the Rishonim, well, not everybody agrees to the Rashmi Rishbam. You have the Rosh and the Ran and the Ramban that say, no, like we, like we kind of think. At the beginning of the matzah, we say l'shem achilas matzah. We say such kavana. That's where the, the mitzvah is. Okay, but just remember the summer shine that say that's not the mitzvah. That's when we say the bracha for it, but that bracha has to last all the way to the end of the seder when we eat all the way at the end. That's when you make the mitzvah the iraisa according to Rashi and the Rishbam. Says the Gemara, not aim after nachar pesach avikoyman, achar pesach hud deloi. You're not allowed to eat anything after the korban pesach. In the time that there was a carbon pesach, avalachar matzah maftir. And it seems like it's only a, a problem when you eat a carbon pesach. But after you eat matzah, you're allowed to eat dessert. By the way, stop. Halacha Again, don't pass him based on anything that I say. But this is what I saw in the Mishabura, so I'll say it, I'll quote it. Once you're done eating the afikoyman, which we call the afikoyman, the final matzah, and you might have in mind that's l'sha mitzvah, great. What do you do? According to the Mishabura, you shouldn't. Drink anything, no coke, no anything, only water. That's it. So that you have the flavor of the matzah in your mouth. Certainly no ice cream after the Matzah is not very strong. It's shvacha bread. So if you're going to wash it down with ice cream, you're going to destroy the flavor. I don't think geshmaka lamb chops are going to last in your mouth for a long time. It's going to take a little bit more than pyre of ice cream to wash it down. And you're not going to be able to remove it. 
Less than by, I don't care that much if you eat something after the Karim Bezah. Kamash Malon. They're both equal. You know what? Let's stop right over here. Raboisai, have a wonderful week. And if you're in America, have a wonderful Shabbos. Don't tell anybody that we recorded this before Shabbos. Thanks for sticking around, even though we had all the technical difficulties. Great day. Thank you, thank you. Good Shabbos, good Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom. No share malice, no share malice. Good Shabbos, Rabbi Isai. Good Shabbos, Daniel Greenberg. This is the first time you're on Zoom? Oh. It's great to see everybody, yeah. It's the same Chevra, the same Chevra. Who's missing? Even Shuk was on today. You don't want to get involved. Once you get involved, once you buy one Slurpee, it's every fi- it's 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 not every volume. Y'all, did you get a Slurpee lately? Mazel Tov Avramayr Farkovich Shalom Aleichem Avramayr Mazel Tov Mazel Tov That's true That's true But maybe what he means is not a not an official YouTube share He didn't make it to YouTube The last time he made it to YouTube was 570 570 500 days ago No, I gave I gave some shiurim from Chicago when I was in Chicago a half a year ago in Sukkot. So there was some uh, afternoon shiurim. Yeah. Yeah, true. What did you say? Uh, next Friday. I don't, I, 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 I tell you, I can't think about it. I don't know what to do. I can't think about it. Three shiurim, I've never done three shiurim, ever. And not in shkalim. Shkalim is Yerushalmi. I, I, I hope I can get one out. Forget about three. Yeah. Dovi, Shalom Aleichem Dovi, I don't recognize you. How you doing? Where are you from? Jackson. Oh, Ellie Trapper. Here you have a Chaver from Jackson. You know this guy? You know Dovi? Do you know Ellie Trapper, Dovi? Ah, you're you're the new guy. You're the new guy related to to Yol Bergman. 
Again, Shabbos, again, Shabbos, Shlomi. I missed the sponsorship? Oh, Where are you guys are shlufen? You see, it's not it's not simple to remind me of these things. You guys are pushing shlufen. The Israelis will never let it go. It's happened before. It's happened before. Yehuda Shuk, Shalom Aleichem. I miss you. How you doing? You're still around. It's unbelievable. You want to buy one? No, so go buy him one. What are you waiting for? Listen, listen. It's not the money. It's the going to the store. You don't want to, Yaakov, Yaakov, you don't want to get yourself into trouble here. There are guys here that send them Slurpees with Uber Eats. It costs $11. $1 for the Slurpee, $10 for the Uber. I don't think you want to... Uh, Rabbi Yisrael Shalitsky, so if it was so great, it was so great, what did you hear from the Shir? Yeah. No, 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 no. You're supposed to answer now like Yeshua. Let, pretend you're Yeshua. So Yeshua, so, so Yeshua, so what, what did you get from the Shir? <laughs> who's that? Rabbi, that's Zalman, who's that? Ah, Rumi, Rumi, I saw your email. Shkoyach, Shkoyach for the email. Beautiful, Rumi.